This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 270 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Benefab Products, Total Saddle Fit, and EasySignsOnline.com. This is Lindsay McCall from Jupiter, Florida. And this is Ellie Brimmer from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you by the United States Paraclestrian Association. And we also have our producer, Glenn, with us. Hi, guys. Good to have you back. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to have Ellie on the show this week. I am so excited. Yeah. It is the last show before the World Equestrian Games. It's so exciting. I can't believe it's here already. No. <laughs> I can't either. It seems like just yesterday I was walking around the Kentucky Horse Park for 16 days. So, I, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. so it's it's amazing how fast time flies. And of course, uh, you got we we at the United States here and a lot of other countries have teams heading over for para dressage. And I had fun during uh, WEG last time hanging out with some of the athletes there at para dressage. This is this is unique because at the Olympics the para happens after the 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 main Olympics and then there's the Paralympics but at WEG they happen at the same time right Yeah correct yes they mm-hmm. uh, it's all inclusive it's actually happening which is kind of harder for us it's happening during dressage Oh, so really? it's a little more difficult for people who want to see both para dressage and the able body dressage, but uh-huh. we're excited that it's all happening at the same time. Yeah. It, it makes it more included. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know anything about the venue? So what's the sta- you know, the stadium and all that stuff? Where are you guys going to be riding? Do do we know about that yet? Um, they, uh, we, we do have the venue information. Unfortunately, the able body dressage and the para dressage are different venues. Okay. Um, yes, we're actually the paradisage is on the on the, what, the I think it's on the race course. Uh, yep, yep, they're having a lot of stuff at the race course. You're right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and um, I forget the um, French name of where it is actually, but um, yeah, it's up on the race course, and it's a pretty far distance, like Ellie just mentioned, from from the able body dressage. <laughs> so, and that's one of the things about this wag that's different is it's all spread out. I mean, there's an hour between some of the venues. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not like we were spoiled at the Kentucky Horse Park where everything was right there. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> you have to take transportation and figure out how to get from place to place if you have tickets for multiple things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so can you tell me about the U.S. team? Tell me who's on it and, you know, uh, a little bit about the people in the horses. Yeah, sure. Um, well, we, we have the four main riders. And, uh, Ellie, you can chime in, too. Uh, we had Rebecca yeah, Hart yeah. Um, from Pennsylvania. Hey, Rebecca. And, um, of course, her... she's been a regular on this show. <laughs> yeah, and yeah she's, she's actually... A... Um... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, she's our only veteran on the team. The rest of our team are new people. Oh, is that It'll right? will be their first team experience. Well, that's yeah. not true. Don't forget about oh, Susan. Susan's a oh, yeah, veteran. Susan was on the leg. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Sorry. I forget about that. Um but yeah, Susan, and then uh, we have one rider from each grade, actually, which is great, including um, we have Roxanne Trunnell in 1A, and Sydney Collier will be on the call later as a 1B. Um, Becca's our two, and uh, Susan is a grade four rider, and those, Susan Trabus is a grade four rider, and those are all 
um, our team riders, and then we have Annie Peavy representing us in grade three as an individual. Susan Treves um, was our uh, spotlight rider for the World Equestrian Games in 2010. We did the World Equestrian Games radio show for 2010, and we followed her for a couple of years and got to be good friends with her and uh, got to spend some time with her at the wagon. Her husband, he's a great guy, too. Um and, oh yeah. Yeah, he's just he is the yeah. ultimate horse husband. He's got it down. Oh for sure. Scott's <laughs> such a nice guy. Yes. Um we're happy to have her back after she had her baby and be back in competition for us. So. I'm excited that she's back too. She works hard and she, you know, really is is making an effort to, to make a living at this. So she uh I'm I'm really excited that she gets to head over to France. And then, you know, Rebecca Hart uh, has, of course, been on the show many times and is doing, has been doing very well. She works with, mm-hmm. she works with the team coach, Missy Ranshausen. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, she, she, you know, I'm looking forward to good things from her too. What horse is she riding? So she's riding Schroeder's Romani. And um, not only does she own that horse, but she has an entire group of people that own that horse, including Margaret Dupre um, and Turing Little Farm. Um, and, um, yes, yeah, she does ride with Missy Ranshausen, but um, the chef to keep um, from here till the next Paralympics is Kai Hunt. Yep. Now, so. <laughs> so. But she has, she has a lot of experience, and, yes, yeah, she's a two-time Paralympian, and what is she, a six-time, I think, national champion? <laughs> so, yep. she's, been, she's been in the sport for a while, and she's doing a great job. So who's the biggest mm-hmm. competition again? Is it the British again? Or, you know, who's, who's coming to the forefront here as, as the team to beat? Um, yes, we, again, England is our, is our big competition. And also, you know, it's similar to able-bodied. Um, Germany also usually fields a very strong team. Um, and then also um, the Dutch as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what Ireland does because they really surprised everybody with their bronze medal performance um, in London. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to replicate that at these at these games coming up. <laughs> I have a question. How much of it, uh, and I don't want to ask this, I'm trying to ask this in a, in a, in a correct way, it does does the horses do the just like an able bodied dressage the horses play some factor in this um mm-hmm. you know so you know is it is it always a quest to find you know the better horses and do the teams with the better horses tend to do better is that a dumb question I'm not no, sure. no it's not at all you know it's similar we have to compete not only do we have to find horses with um you know, with outstanding gates, but we also have to find the horses with uh, with the temperament to be able to do the paradressage. So you're always, you know, everybody's always um, trying to develop horse-rider combinations and looking towards the future. Um, but also because our tests are, are not as long and um, have as many complicated movements as like a Grand Prix test, um, there's a stricter focus um, from the judging perspective, I think at least as a rider, on accuracy. So, um, you know, not only do you have to, you have to be just right on the money um, with everything that you do in your tests. There's no margin for error, really. 
So they're and and as a judge, they're not looking at uh, what challenges you guys have physically. They're just taking a look at okay, is the horse doing the movement that he's supposed to be doing correctly? Yeah, yeah, like able-bodied. Yeah, yeah, okay. They try to omit any empathy they may feel. They yeah, because that's got to be hard. Although dressage judges are pretty tough, but that's got to be hard. <laughs> I mean, as a human, to to do that. Yeah. Yep. Well, that and and then uh, there's a lot of riders that you can't see what their disability is. Oh, true. So then they—that's almost like a false, a falsifying. You're like, oh, that person's such an amazing rider, and you had no idea they couldn't even use their legs. And so that also, you know, the judges can't look at those things, uh, but they look to make sure that the movements are exact and correct, like Ellie had mentioned. So are we pretty much saying that dressage judges aren't human? Is that what we're saying here? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Those, don't send your emails. Five, in <laughs> no emails. Don't send me emails. Oh. I was just kidding. <laughs> so now you have, and I know this has always been a challenge in the past, and, and you know, even when it was here in the United States, funding has always been an issue to get the team there and to get everybody, all the support people there. Is that uh, been going well this year? How, 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 how have you guys do, done on that front? Well, funding-wise, um, we are doing, I guess, better than probably we've done in the past. Um, unfortunately, as everyone knows in the equestrian world, that a lot of the times the funding falls back to the rider. So there is some help through our um, foundations and our organizations. Of course, but there's always that extra to get everybody else over there. And with paradressage, I feel that it's a little different because they also need assistance and helpers and a few extra staff members. So would you agree, Ellie? Yeah, it is. Um, definitely. And it's, you know, um, especially for the lower grade riders, they're going to need um, need more assistance and need more equipment like wheelchairs and things like that that have to... Um, to come over with us, and so it's it's a challenge to fundraise, but, you know, we're always working hard, and right now we have a great um, matching grant program going, and maybe, Lindsay, you can talk a, a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, um, the Johnson Wynn Fundraising. Yeah, it's um, through the USET Foundation, and it's the Jonathan Wentz Memorial Challenge, and um, what it is, it's actually not for this WAG. It's for our next quad. Um, we're raising money, and they're matching funds. And uh, for every, obviously, dollar that you donate, don't, they're um, donating a dollar for the whole team, for the paradressage team. So I have more information on that if anyone's interested. But it's uh, I, we're excited because that will definitely help us in the next quad as we get up to the Paralympics and, and beyond. Yep. Yeah, we have to we have to take the long term view of things as well, and it's always um, it's always a challenge to get the funding, but to get the horses over there and through a lot of hard work and determination, we usually pull it off. So. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to follow all the progress and everything that's happening over there. We'll check in uh, next month. We'll make sure we get a hold of uh, Hope or somebody over there for some live reports. Now, uh, before we get started with your first guest, by the way, uh, Sydney is your first, because Sydney Collier, and she has to be the youngest person on the team, or for sure. Mm-hmm. How old yeah, is she? I can't remember. Is, is Annie PD 17 as well? I think Annie, it's Ellie, do um, you know? Yeah, so we found the team. I, I know um, Annie's an individual, though, so 
but she yeah, is uh, representing true. the United States. Is there a minimum age or you have to be? 16 is the minimum. 16? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, so we're going to have her on and also her groom coming up later in the show. So we have both of them coming up. Before you go any further, we've talked about Lindsay being extremely pregnant. And since we talked to you the last time, I thought you were going to have the baby, but uh, apparently you're not quite due yet. How are you surviving in the Florida heat uh, being nine months pregnant? Well, everything was good up until our air condition went out for a day, and um, and it lasted for about two and a half days. And now I feel awful for anybody who's pregnant who doesn't have air condition because <laughs> that was some some of the worst hours of my life. <laughs> and we but, had about a hundred degrees down here too, so you were it was definitely hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot, and you know I've been like, oh, those pregnant people just complain about everything, and I was, when I experienced it for myself, it was all over with. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped into the car and turned on the air condition and said, that's it, <laughs> until our, our, our repairman comes. <laughs> now, has your husband been surviving? He's living through this pregnancy thing, too? Yeah, he's great. He's great. Of course, he has to, he's six foot five and has his enormous stride, so he has to walk a little slower now, or, or I tell him <laughs> just to go into the store, and I will catch up when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I'm at the uncomfortable moment. I'm at the larger-than-life moment where your feet are fat and your arms swell in the morning, and, and everyone looks at you. It's hysterical that I the looks I get. People are like, oh, my God, is she going to give birth any moment? <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's pretty funny. You will warn us if that happens during the show, right? I mean, yes. okay. <laughs> say, say something before you run away, okay? Yes, oh, right, doctor. Good. Doctor said it within the next three weeks. Soon enough, we'll have a baby here. <laughs> Ellie and I can finish without you if you have to go. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. We, yeah. We can handle it. Well, we're going to hear from one of our terrific sponsors at Benefab Products, and if you've never taken a look at any of their products, you you really should. Uh, they're a terrific company that uh, has been a sponsor of the Dressage Show for for some time now, and we all use their products actually. So I know Reese and Philip use their products and, and we use their human products here at the ha- at the studio so uh let's hear from benefab and then we're coming back with uh, one of the, we'll just say one of the youngest members of the u.s team representing uh us over at the way <laughs> are you tired of treating your horse for soreness well then be proactive Benefab offers you and your horse a natural remedy to joint and muscle stiffness, inflammation, and circulatory deficiencies. Benefab offers a variety of innovative products, like saddle pads and polo wraps and quarter sheets for your horse, and socks and blankets for you. Simply ride in it or wear it and feel the difference Benefab's ceramic-infused products make. You can check them out online at BenefabProducts.com, or you can call them toll-free at 855 855- Nine five seven eight three seven eight. Next, we'd like to welcome Sydney Collier. She is from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and she is our one B representative um, for Grade One on our team for the World Equestrian Games for Normandy, France. And she will be riding uh, Willie Wesley. So, Sydney, um, last time I saw you, we were at Gladstone together for national championships, and I'm so excited that you made the team. Um, how do you feel, especially because um, 
you're our youngest one at 16. I am just, honestly, I am so thrilled with how much all of my hard work has been paying off. And it's such an honor to represent our amazing country and and to do it on two amazing horses, too. It's just the way everything's mm-hmm. worked out has made me so incredibly happy. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and now, you had two horses that were on the, the shortlist for the team. Um, what was it like trying... Um, preparing both horses for um, for the selection trials? It was quite an experience, that's for sure. Um, especially having one horse in New York and one horse down in Texas. Uh, we had to be very strategic about how I split up my time in both places to mm-hmm. train as much as I possibly could with both of them. And I have to say, for me, it was a really cool experience getting to ride both of them and get to know both of them. And they both were just incredible for me. Yeah. It was really fun to see you work with both of them in Gladstone. And now, um, after Gladstone, what, what was your, um, your training plan, um, leading up to going over to Normandy? So after Gladstone, we went back, to um, Millbrook, New York, where the horse Cupley is at West Dunham Barn Woodstock Stables. <laughs> A lot of W's. Um, <laughs> so we went back. So we went back there, and we really sat down and got specific with what I needed to work on, what I needed to perfect in order to be the best rider I could. After getting all the feedback from Gladstone mm-hmm. and also the other competitions that I had done on both Cuckley and Willie Wesley. So for me, it was a lot of evaluating what needed to be focused on most. And I would ride six days a week to keep myself mm-hmm. in shape and, and to keep Cuckley in shape as well. And a big part of it too was my fitness program, getting really, really, really serious about my fitness program so that I can Mm -hmm. be as fit as the horses are. (laughs) For sure. Um, And now you're currently training in Texas with your leg mount, um, Willie Wesley. How is that going? Oh, my goodness. It is going amazingly. He, I cannot begin to even vocalize how awesome he is as a mount for a para. He's really been great about adjusting to my body. He has his own owner, Victoria, down here, who um, is completely able-bodied, and both of us ride him every day, and he's great about readjusting to whichever one of us is riding him that at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, give us a little background on Willie. What's how old is he um, reading? What's he trained to do? Willie is 15 years old, and he's a warm blood. He He's a Grand Prix dressage horse, bred to do dressage. And mm-hmm. um, he's, been, he's been with NTEC most of his life, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and his owners right now are the Dugan family, and they were mm-hmm. nice enough to lend him 
to me to qualify for WAG and take over to WAG. So that was really touching that they would do mm-hmm. that for me. And Sydney, when you, over the last few years, you've been riding all types of horses and, and looking at those different riding styles because you've used one hand, you've used both hands, you've used your brace. What are you doing with Willie now that as we prepare for WAG, what is your riding style um, with that horse? Right. So now with Willie Wesley, I ride one-handed, and it took a really long time for me to adjust to riding one-handed. And a lot of people would think, oh, one-handed would be more difficult than riding two-handed. But for me, since my left arm doesn't work the way we want it to, it actually freed up a lot of movement in my body and made it easier for the horses to understand. Mm-hmm. And what kind of exercises have you guys been working on in the ring together as you guys get ready for everything? Right now, what we're focusing on most is geometry because... Since I'm a visually disabled rider and I can only use a quarter of my vision in my left eye to see, really, I have to look at much different points than people who have all their vision look at to ride a geometric test. And so my trainer, Wes, has been really awesome about adjusting his teaching to help me be able to see as well as I possibly can. So, Sydney, um, as an athlete preparing to go over to WAG, what is it like to, I guess, get everything together, all the paperwork, get the horse transportation? What is it like? Can you kind of give us a synopsis of everything? Yeah. So, this is my first time ever traveling overseas with a horse, and it's a lot of paperwork to say the least (laughs) and my mom and I have been my mom and I have been great about coordinating getting everything together and I'm also actually flying over with my service dog Journey and we're getting all his paperwork together all his vet stuff so we have double paperwork to do and it's been quite the experience And how long are you guys in training camp for? We're in training camp for eight days total. We head over. Our flight for Amsterdam is August 11th. And then we head from Amsterdam to Aachen, Germany. And we're in Aachen for eight days. Then we head to Normandy to the actual show venue on the 22nd, I believe. Oh, fun. That'll be great. Uh, and now all this traveling is obviously um, very expensive, and there's there's some support from uh, from USEF, but um, what, is, what is the additional kind of fundraising you've been doing? So, yeah, as you can imagine, flying a horse is very expensive. Flying a human, let alone, <laughs> is expensive, and... For us, I've been lucky enough to be able to tie in some of the fundraising with um, my public speaking that I love to do to raise awareness for our sport. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of talks to 4-H's, 
and a lot of talks to other people to try to inspire them and sort of through that I kind of tie in the financial aspect and they have been so amazing about donating products do online auctions and silent auctions and like all different aspects of fundraising Mm -hmm. and now, what is uh, what is your schedule like leading up to the training camp? Are you flying over at the same time as the horse? So, yeah, our schedule is extremely busy. Actually, um, we head back to New York. We're there for a couple of days, and then we go to quarantine in Gladstone at the headquarters. Mm-hmm. And then we're there. It's a 48-hour quarantine before you fly over. So we're there, then we he- then we head to the airport, and Willie Wesley and all the team horses are actually all flying on the same plane over to Europe with us, which I I think is the coolest thing ever, that we're flying on the yeah. same plane as our horses. Yeah. <laughs> I, never <laughs> knew the, I never knew that there were human and horse flights. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> I would like to take one yes. of those. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to have any fun over there while you're over in France? You maybe visit Paris? Yeah, actually, um, after the games, my family and I, were going to go over to Paris for, I think, five days or so to really explore it and get the whole experience, which will be incredible. <laughs> That'll be that'll be amazing. (laughs) You have to make the most of it for sure. Okay, well, Sydney, we wish you the best of luck over there, and I know that um, Lindsay and I will be cheering for you, even though we will not be there, sadly. Uh, But I know we have the highest hopes for Team USA, and I'm sure you guys will represent us well. Yeah, I'm honored to be such to be on such an amazing team and all my teammates. I can't even put into words how awesome they are and how exciting it's going to be representing our country over there. <laughs> Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The Saddle Fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At TotalSaddleFit.com. Visit TotalSaddleFit.com.
Easy Signs Online is the official sign company of the Horse Radio Network. This week's product highlight are their personalized nameplates. Perfect for horse stalls, tack rooms, lockers, bedroom doors, dog kennels, or whatever you can think of. Choose from hundreds of online graphics to further customize the nameplates from EasySignsOnline.com. Made from one half inch thick solid PVC signboard, these colorful and unique one sided nameplates are three and a half inches by 16 inches and are designed for durability, long-term indoor or outdoor use. They are only $39.95 each, and remember, free shipping on most orders over $100. Visit them at EasySignsOnline.com. Up next, we have Amy McElwam. Um, She is the past owner of one of Sydney's horses named Wentworth. And um, she's been there along the way the last few years, keeping up with the Colliers. And she's been invited to go over to WEG and be the groom for Sydney. So it'll be fun to hear from her about what's kind of behind the scenes. So, Amy, thanks for coming on the show tonight with Ellie and I. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Uh, she's going to be grooming for our um, for Sydney, who was just on the call a little bit ago with us today. And uh, so tell us about how you and Sydney met. Um, it's kind of a bit of a um, an interesting story. Uh, I had been thinking for a little while. I, I'd had Wentworth, the horse that um, that Sydney has been riding for a few years now. I, um, and I guess I'm his old owner. Um, and I had been thinking for some time about selling him. And uh, we had always toured with the idea of him being a para-horse. Um, and I happened to be keeping an eye on Robert Dover's blog, um, and he had posted something that he had received from Sydney's grandmother, and I just thought one of those things it popped up on my Facebook feed, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to have to get in contact, because they were looking for a horse for Sydney to take to Gla- uh, Gladstone for the Nationals, and um, I thought, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity, I might as well bite the bullet, and um, long story short, uh, the information was passed on to Sydney and her family, and she got in contact with me. And although we couldn't make it uh, work for Wentworth to go down to Gladstone, um, they actually were really quite interested in Wentworth just in general for a, a horse for Sydney's future. So they asked me if there was any way they could come and, and look at him, even though the, the Nationals had come and gone. And um, it, they were still very much interested in him as a as a horse, and I said, of course. And so her, uh, Sydney, and her mom and her grandmother made the big trip up with their coach, uh, Wes, and came up to Canada and came and tried Wentworth for a weekend. So that's kind of long story short, just happened to be thanks to one of Robert Dover's blog posts that we happened to cross paths. So. That's amazing. And, and what about your riding background? And were you were riding Wentworth before, or um, or no? Yeah, yeah. I um, had a. I'd started um, riding when I was seven, and I was doing the young rider ranks up until I was twenty-one. And I sort of made the decision when I graduated, I guess, out of the young rider ranks to purchase a young horse and develop it along. And Wentworth happened to be that horse, and. Um, I bought him as he had just turned four, and we brought him over from Germany. And I, uh, I had him for a couple of years and showed him up until uh, second level, I guess. And he always did really, really well. And um, I really enjoyed him. And like I said, the the 
the sort of random reason that he wound up going to Sydney was kind of a, a bit of a fate thing happening. But I was showing him up until the year before she came to try him. So he had been my horse yeah. for about five years before she came, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was it about him um, that made you think he would be a good pair of horse? And what um, what made him work well with Sydney? Uh, to be honest, uh, a friend of mine, Jessica Rhinelander, um, who actually coaches Jody Schloss, who's one of the pair riders from mm-hmm. Canada, had always told me, she said, you know what, I think he would be a wonderful pair horse. And she always kept trying to jokingly steal him away from me for her riders. And both Jody and Robin Andrews, who are um, both riding for Canada, have had actually ridden mm-hmm. Wentworth beforehand. And um so it was sort of one of those, it was a bit of a leap of faith. And even when Sydney first came to try him, she actually had a, a broken ankle at the time. And mm-hmm. she was riding him with, with no stirrups. And he had never really been, aside from Robin and Jody riding him once each, um, had never really been ridden um, by a para rider. So it was an interesting first couple of days. And But Sydney was so great with him, she sort of... Um, she went up to him and was so comfortable with him right away, and he was completely comfortable with her as well. And so although he had mm-hmm. never really had any previous para experience per se, he has a great um, character, and he has really nice gaits, and he's a really, really nice horse and just friendly yeah. and really easygoing. And with Jessica sort of pushing I, I, and with Robert looking for this horse randomly on his blog for, for Sid, I, mm-hmm. I kind of thought, you know what, this might be an opportunity to really see and um, you know, we didn't really know until we put Sydney up on him whether or not he would manage the, you know, be able to adapt. And he yeah. was perfect with her right from the beginning. Well, I, I've seen them together and they're great. Um, now, it's really nice, I think, that you have um, kind of beyond a normal buyer-seller relationship, you've had, you've kind of continued this relationship with Sydney and uh, beyond just grooming for her at the WEG, you've also done some fundraising for her. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, I for me, I constantly tell people, you know, um, that I feel so lucky and so blessed to be part of their journey together and part of Sydney's journey in general. So for me, mm-hmm. you know, whether she's riding Wentworth or Willie Wesley or Coupley or whoever she's riding, for me, it's it's her that is inspiring and it's her and, you know, her her riding abilities and her what she does that really inspires me. So I sort of was thinking, knowing that she was going to be pushing towards going to WEG and then potentially to Rio in the future, I was sitting at home thinking the challenge of me being in Canada and Sydney riding for the U.S. is that I can't really mm-hmm. reach out to any big companies per se because they sponsor mm-hmm. Canadian athletes. So I yeah, thought, yeah. okay, what can I what can I do personally on a personal level? Um, and I have talked so much to all my friends and my family and um, and people around me about her. And so when I decided to do my fundraising, I decided to do it sort of as a, on a personal level. So I um, I signed up for a Ottawa race weekend. So it's a, a full weekend mm-hmm. of um, d- different various distances of running. So I use that as my fl- my platform to fundraise for her. So I reached out to everyone I knew. And thankfully, because everyone had heard her story and sort of had had kind of fallen in love with her as a person, even though they've most of them have never really met her. 
I just said, Mm -hmm. look, you know, I really want to do this. I really want to help her and I want to raise a little bit of money to help get her to France this year if she makes the team. And if not, you know, put it aside and have her use it towards her training and whatnot. So I, um, I, I ran a 5k race and I, I raised some money for her to, you know, use it as my, I think I, I called it run for Sid's paraquest or something like that. So for me, it was kind of a way to not only share her story with everybody. And, you know, I, I was so grateful with the support I received for, and it was kind of blown away to be honest, but it also Mm -hmm. forced me to get into to really good shape too, and and kind of push myself (laughs) personally and, and say, you know, if she gets up every day with that smile that everyone knows her for on her face and, Mm -hmm. you know, running a 5k isn't really that difficult. And if I can spread the word and people, I wrote, I wore, um, it was myself and my mom and two of my close friends that did it. And we Mm -hmm. all wore t-shirts with Sid's logo on it. So we were able to sort of talk to people at the race and people were asking, Oh, what are you here running for? And, and I was able to sort of spread her story a little bit even further up here. So that was kind of, it was very rewarding for me to be able to do that for her. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> and how was it revealed to you that you were going to be a groom for Sydney for the WAG? Well, I am in pretty much constant contact with them, just in general, you know, sending jokes back and forth and asking how she's doing. And I've been keeping a very close eye on selection trials. And, you know, Anna, her mom was texting me with her scores and that kind of thing. So... I um, got a call from Anna, and I, I missed the call, but she left me a message. And all she said was, um, so I have a really big favor to ask you. <laughs> Give me a call back. <laughs> Don't worry. Nothing's wrong. Everyone's good. And, and then I called her back, and she's like, so what do you think? Do you think you'd like to come to WAG with that? And then I just went, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I, mean, me, I said, it's not even a question. Like for me, I had always thought about the idea of trying to go independently on my own and, um, and go and watch her. And, but so having this opportunity to not only go and watch, but to be able to help her, you know, achieve this huge dream of hers has been amazing. So one phone call of Anna saying, I have a favor. <laughs> it kind of is how it all went into motion. So. So what are you going to be responsible for? I mean, obviously, most of us know what grooms do, but what are you going to be responsible for behind the scenes? Um, well, as far as I know, um, I know that the fine the fine details are still being ironed out, but as far as I know, I'm actually the groom that's going to be flying with the horses on the airplane. So, um yeah, I'm actually very excited about that. I'm really looking forward to it. So for that part of it, it'll be myself and um, I believe Rebecca Hart's groom. Um, we're going to be traveling together and um, making sure the horses get onto the plane okay and then making sure they are okay during the flight. And then um, I know that once they land, we're going to you know take them from Amsterdam to uh, Germany. So we're going to be traveling with the horses at that point of the journey as well. So at that point, it's going to be just making sure that all of the team horses are, are okay and happy and healthy um, for their trip. And once they arrive, I'm going to be helping Sydney with some of her initial training um, before she before Wes arrives um, and making sure Willie Wesley is happy and healthy. And, um, and then from that point on, from then all the way through to the end of the horse show, just being you know, sort of her, her person handling the horse so that she can focus on, on her own personal stuff and doesn't have to worry about the horse and whether or not it's braided yet or tacked up or that kind of thing. So just mm-hmm. making sure that she has a stress-free ride is kind of, I think, the, the overall goal of my job. <laughs> 
well, you're going to love the team. They're all wonderful. Their horses are great. So I think you're going to be very excited when you meet everybody. Okay. I am, I'm very much looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm like, I know I'm Canadian, so I'm sort of an outsider, but everyone like I said, has been so welcoming and so excited. And I think the whole, the whole team dynamic seems to be a really good one. And, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a really great experience for, I think, everybody. But I'm, I think I have a lot to learn from everyone as well. Now, we found out from Sid that she's spending a few more days in France afterwards. What are you planning on doing? Are you planning on seeing maybe Paris or anything else? Um, well, I, I don't think so, only because I work full-time for the government here at home. So I was able to somehow swing getting, um, three weeks off from my boss at very short notice. Um, but so I'm going to be heading home on the 30th or the 31st when the horses ship out, I'm actually going to fly home with them as well. Um, back to New Jersey and then probably sleep over in New Jersey and then drive home and go back to work. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I wish I could stay, uh, but I'm hoping that throughout the time that we're there, maybe, um, do a little bit of traveling around with Sid and a little bit of sightseeing and that kind of thing. Cause I've never, I've never been to Germany or France. So I'm, I'm really excited that even just a little bit of touristy stuff, but I mean, I know the main reason that we're there is for the horse show. So that'll probably be my, my main focus. (laughs) I always find it really hard when we're traveling to actually get to see the places because the horse shows always look the same. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You're like, there's a barn and there's, you know, a ring and a warm-up ring and then there's a wash stall. And that's pretty much, you know, that'll be my, my course. The muck pile, the stalls, the ring, and then back again. You know what I mean? So but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited yeah. about it regardless. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today with Ellie and I. So before we wrap, Ellie, tell us what's going on with you these days up in Michigan. Um, well, recently um, I just went down to MHAYRC. I volunteered as an e-scribe, and I was able to catch up with Reese, who's one of the regular hosts of the program. Oh, you got to see and, Reese? Got to hang out yeah. with Reese a bit? Yeah, good. Reese and I hanged out. We went over to the farm, and we went out to dinner. It was really nice. She's so super nice, isn't her. she? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I... She and I, um, when she goes down to Florida, rode at the same barn, and so um, I okay. know from there as well. And so it was really nice uh, catching with her. And I've been um, since Gladstone. I've been training hard with my own horse, Louie, and we are putting together a new freestyle thanks to Terry Gallo and Classic Curve. And I'm hoping to get out and show that in August and I'm hoping to finish up my bronze medal this summer and do some third level stuff. So hopefully you'll all go well. And I know you've been doing some traveling too, haven't you? Yeah, I just went home to Minnesota for a wedding um, from a a high school friend of mine we used to ride together and um, she's been living abroad in Singapore, so I haven't seen her in a long time. And uh, they had a small wedding stateside. Uh, her husband's Indian, so they had a wedding in India, and they oh, had wow. one here. And so that was really nice to see her and be a part of that. And um, then and I've got, and I'm also going to be um, traveling down to Wellington again soon. I, um, I bought a condo down there this spring, and I'm hoping to relocate there. And now I have to move all my furniture from... Uh, storage in Minnesota and 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 head down there. So that'll be a fun adventure. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. congratulations. 
If you come in the next few weeks, I will be using you for a few things. Maybe come to the hospital. I'm delivering in Wellington. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Florida. Here, babysit and change diapers. (laughs) (laughs) You have that to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's terrific. I'm so excited for you to get to come down to Florida and hang out. Yeah, for sure. Wait another month. Wait. It's pretty hot right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll take a while to organize the movers, so I'm not too worried. <laughs> We're going to have to try and do one of these shows all together in Wellington uh, sometime over the winter. I'll have to come down, and we'll just yeah. have to all get together and do the show. Yeah, our first Paradisaw show is the beginning of January, right after New Year's down here. So I think that might be a good time. Even. Yeah, I have, to, I have no excuse. I live, what, three hours away. So <laughs> I, I have no excuse. I have to come down and hang out with you guys sometime. <laughs> We'd be happy to have you for sure. That'll be fun. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, Reese and Philip will be back next week. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at dressageradio.com. You can like us on Facebook. Just search for Dressage Radio Show. Also, the best way to listen to the Dressage Radio Show is on the Horse Radio Network app. If you have iOS or Android, just head to the App Store and search for Horse Radio Network. Download it. It's free, and it's simple and easy to use. It's the best way to listen to the shows. So uh, head on over there for that. You can find out more about the Para Equestrian Association where, Leslie? USPEA.org. USPEA.org. Or on Facebook, right? Yep, of course. Very good. Nellie, do you have a Facebook page that people can follow or a website? Um, I have my own. I haven't updated my Facebook in forever, but I have my own individual page that people can um, follow me on that is um, Ellie Brimmer, uh, Paracustrian. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you guys for doing this yep. again. Good luck. Next time we talk, you're going to have a baby. I know it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lindsay, you have a you have good luck to you and Ellie on your move. Have a great time. Thank, thank you. you. Remember, one man's wrong lead is another man's counter canner.